Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural podcast of Anchors Away, hosted by myself, Nate Karsner, and of course, my father, Kevin Karsner, joining me alongside uh, this journey as we get this podcast going forward. Uh, Dad, how are you doing today? Hey, doing great. Uh, you know, uh, don't get to see you much anymore since we're uh, living apart, but uh, mm. no, doing great and uh, looking forward to baseball season and just talking sports with you. Uh, you We've had a, we've grown up so long, you know, uh, from Seattle and now we're yeah. kind of going on this journey and, uh, I've always enjoyed talking sports with you and, and Hey, what can I say? A dad always wants a son to talk sports with, so. <laughs> for, for, for sure. I mean, I've always <laughs> kind of been that one person too, that, uh, no matter what sport or what season, like you're always at least paying attention so I can talk to you as well. Um, so, so that's kind of the cool thing about this podcast, yeah. right? Is it is kind of that two generation that you don't see every day. Um, and at this point we both have kind of gone through professional training for, um, voiceover, audio production, podcast, things like that. Um, so it's not like we're brand new to this. We do have a little bit experience, but of course being brand new to, to this podcast, uh, the, the big thing here with anchors away is it is going to focus on Seattle professional sports, um, with kind of a twist as well. I was born up in Seattle. I know my dad was there for a long time, if not your whole life as well, or at least the Washington area. Um, and then recently last couple of years, we, we both moved down to Kentucky, um, which has been quite a experience to say in itself, but I think it's really cool because we don't have just the 710 ESPN Seattle or the Cairo news Como, or one of my personal favorites was Harold net up in Everett. Um, we, we kind of have a little bit of that East coast bias. We see the different views that, you know, we, that we get down here where, you know, on our local channels, you know, the big thing, and we'll talk about this here in just a minute was that Russell Wilson trade and how people down here in the, the South or again, Kentucky consider the South. I don't consider it the South. No, uh, it's, it's like central limbo land. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, but Midwest. I, yeah, exactly. But I think it's interesting getting to see, you know, what, what do like the people down here think of that trade compared to up in Seattle where it's like, Oh great. We traded Russell. Now we got drew lock and it's going to be a great, fantastic time. Things are a little bit different down here yeah. um, in regards to that trade. However, that might not be our opinion. Um, and then later on, we'll, of course, with Mariners opening day starting tomorrow, Thursday, uh, we'll go over the roster a little bit or at least what the predicted roster is um, and, and kind of get our thoughts on that. But uh, I know you got a lot to say about the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Uh, obviously, Russ and I think a fifth round pick going to Denver uh, for Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, uh, two first round picks, and I think a third somewhere in that. But uh, what I know your opinion, but let, let's let's hear it for sure. I want to send a love letter to Russell Wilson, almost a thank you, uh, just from this perspective. As soon as Deshaun Watson got his $50 million, that sent a light bulb off my head that went, Russell's going to want to have at least $55 million, if not $60 million, uh, just because that's who he is. And if Deshaun can get 50 I don't see why Russell can't ask for more. He actually has a Super Bowl and some Pro Bowls and and, and the like. And, and when you look at this, the salary cap, they say, oh, yeah, eventually it's going to go up to $300 million. That's not going to be next year. That's not this year. And believe me, I don't think Seattle can afford to have Russell Wilson's $55 million on the page and try to go back to the Super Bowl. 
In fact, I don't think any team out there is going to be able to do that with these high-priced uh, quarterbacks uh, very much longer because the other guys are going to want their share too. Uh, so I think, you know, for Russell, uh, he he hasn't signed an extension I, as far as I know. No, no. So yet. he's only on a one-year contract with Denver. And if he doesn't sign, if I'm in Denver, I'm getting a little nervous, uh, especially if the season starts up, because that just tells me Russell is looking for somewhere else after this year in Denver. So they need to get on the ball and get him signed up to a long-term deal, or else I guarantee you Russell will not be in Denver after this season. Well, I mean, exactly. One-year rental, um, and you don't know. Like Maybe Denver is not a good fit, and all of a sudden you've traded all these picks away to Seattle. Uh, I mean, a quality defensive tackle, you know, quarterback prospect that may or may not turn into anything, but at least Noah Fant, if he's in that right system, could be a a good player. Um, So it could backfire completely on them. And then you got to look at it too. Like the AFC West, basically Russell Wilson got there and all of a sudden every other team is loading up. I mean, the Chargers, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, JC Jackson, Derwin James, the Raiders, Max Crosby is going to be coming off the end with Chandler Jones on the other side. Like, you just joined the work like a worser division. Like you were in the NFC West already. That was one of the hardest right. divisions in the league. And you just joined the harder division now going to the AFC yeah. West. But like you were kind of mentioning with that salary cap, if we go back to like, I don't, let's just go back to when Seattle beat uh, Denver 43, eight, right? Right. All those teams that actually won had like really good defenses. And that was kind exactly. of, that was that success to why Seattle I think was so good is, Russell was on that rookie contract, didn't make a lot of money, and we could just load up the defense to Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, obviously the Legion of Boom um, being with Byron or Brandon Browner at that time, uh, and then obviously Richard Sherman, Earl, and Cam. But there's not like I you just can't pay fifty five million dollars no. to a quarterback. No. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Last time they won was twenty ten. He's never taken a pay cut. The furthest they no. get is that NFC Championship because he has no, like they can't afford to pay other people. I mean, even Tom Brady, the most successful quarterback in the league, like takes a salary cut so he can bring players in. And it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of surprising that I guess more players or more quarterbacks don't realize that. Like, like, especially Russell, right? right. You can have any endorsement you want. You have Sierra, who's very successful pop star back in the day. Like you have all the money in the world. Like, why do you need to keep making NFL money? In my opinion, um, when you could, you know, take a pay cut and let's build up that team. I mean, Denver's in a good spot, but if it doesn't go well and he's a one-year rental, like, uh, that's a, that's a, yeah. a lot of, that, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I say thank you, Russell, for looking out for Seattle, you know, cause he really did in, in some ways and, mm-hmm. and we'll see what it happens after this year, what really shakes out. But like I said, it doesn't surprise me, but you mentioned that Super Bowl year. Yeah. But when Russell came in, even on that Super Bowl team, what was he known as? He was known as a mm-hmm. field manager. Exactly. He wasn't cooking. No. So, you know, let Russ cook, great, for the regular season. But defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. And Seattle proved that wholeheartedly. Yep. We had a great run game. Even at that time, it was Marshawn Lynch. Yep, exactly. The, the offensive line wasn't that great yeah. at that time. Uh, so, you know, when you look at it and you break it down, I think Seattle is going to go right back to that same blueprint. We'll have a manageable man field manager at quarterback. We'll get some guys that can uh, run the ball. We've got some guys downfield threats, kind of like what we had in the Super Bowl years. Mm-hmm. 
and our defense has got to get stacked up the middle. And you look at uh, what L.A. Rams, what do they have? They have a pro bowler at every, every level every, of yep. the defense. Exactly. We need the same thing. They got darn. Uh, they got uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, Aaron Donald. Yep. Now they got Bo uh, Bobby Wagner in the middle. Yeah. They got Jalen Ramsey at the back. Yep. Come on. That's how you win World uh, Super Bowls. Yeah. And I, I, kind of to the Rams too. It's like I don't know how they make that salary cap work because everyone's making like a super max contract. It feels in LA, yeah. but they they got a real small window. Let's yeah, put it to you. That. Yeah, they probably got a small window. this year and maybe next year. But yeah. um, yeah. Uh, oh, what was I going to say about that too? Something about Russell. Um. Anyway, I can't remember. Yeah. But oh, it like you said too, or what you were kind of mentioning, like thanking him. It's like. Yeah. Seattle has been in that purgatory of in, an interesting stat I heard the other day is like ever since that Super Bowl loss uh, to the New England Patriots, he's won three playoff games. So it's like, why do was, why does everyone think he's an immediate Super Bowl like contending quarterback? I, I'm not, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I no, guess in, in 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 really back in those days when Russell was scrambling, it was to survive. Yeah. Now he scrambles to set up things. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's working anymore. No teams can plan for that. Yeah. I mean, it, it does help with the, with, I guess the receivers he has there, but, um, back to like kind of being in that, just it's that constant cycle of we make the wild card maybe you win it, but you're probably going to lose it based on the, the recent results or you make the divisional, you go play green Bay and you know, you're going to lose. Um, yeah. so it's almost nice that he did leave. So Seattle can start that rebuild process. I mean, the Rams, they're going to be good the next few years and they just re-signed Matt Stafford. Uh, right. the 49ers, depending on their quarterback, they're going to be good again. Like if Jimmy G is healthy, they'll probably be good. Who knows what Trey Lance is going to be. Um, but he has the, he potential. I mean, he was the number three overall pick. He's got to have some sort of ceiling there, at least San Francisco thinks. And then the Cardinals with Kyler Murray and D hop's going to be back coming off that injury with uh, Cliff Kingsbury, just signing an extension. It's almost like the perfect time for Seattle to be like, Russell, it was a great couple years or a few years that we had with you almost a decade, but uh, we need to go into rebuild mode and, and just, build up our capital, especially after that, you know, all the picks we lost to that Jamal right. Adams trade. Um, and then I think there was another one that we wasted a bunch on too, but yeah, right. yeah it's actually kind of a, a benefit. It's going to be tough for Seattle. I mean, we're going back to like the 2009 year where we draft Aaron Curry and, you know, and those just, hey! yeah, yeah, those yeah. just like rough few years, you know, where we went to the Super Bowl in 05 sucked for a while Pete comes right. in, Russell, now we're good again. But it it's worth it in the long run, I think, for sure. Um, just getting rid of him now instead of just holding on, you know. Maybe he plays another 10 years with Seattle, and we're, we're just in that cycle of, hey, we're, we made the playoffs, great. But we didn't right. do anything with it. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather have us go back and uh, reset up the defense. Because, yes, do you need to have a quarterback? Yes, I, I yeah, wholeheartedly you do. agree. You do. you do have to have a quarterback. Uh, that needs to be at least serviceable yeah. and that won't be causing you, you know, uh, uh tons of, uh, turnovers. Right. Uh, at, we, and we've seen those quarterbacks here in Seattle. Oh, too, yeah. Unfortunately. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think if we can go back to the defense, because if you look at the Rams, you look at San Francisco, even the Cardinals, what do they all have? Defense. Uh, yep. Defense. <laughs> so, great defenses at that too. So, I mean, and, and it's, again, I will say this all the time. Offense will get you through the regular season, mm -hmm. but it's the defense that wins championships. And we got to get one that we just didn't have it. And, yeah. you know, I, you know, kind of on the, 
the uh, passing of the torch with Bobby Wagner going down to the Rams. I would have liked to have seen him go to the AFC personally. Yeah. But um, he ha- he isn't the Bobby Wagner of the Super Bowl years. Let's just no. put it to you that way. He is on the downside. A five-year contract, good for him for picking up a five-year deal. I don't know who would have done that, in the, you know, just in yeah. the back of my head. Uh, but, you know, we he was our, our middle linebacker, and mm-hmm. we always got torched in the middle. Not going to say it was his fault. I'm going to put a little blame on our past defensive coordinators for that. Yeah. But we need to get to a place where we don't have the middle of the field open all game long. And then by the fourth quarter, we go, oh, maybe we should have somebody block up the middle for a little bit. So I'm hoping that that with the with the hurt now being uh, on the D.C. side, I'm hoping that uh, we get a different defense, a little more aggressive. And uh, let's get Jamal Adams doing what Jamal Adams does. We'll change things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you get Quandre doing that that center field play, bring Jamal into the box, smaller than Cam, but he plays that same enforcer style. Enforcer style. Yeah. And I, I think the big thing with what Seattle's looking for, you know, you said Bobby, he's he's it, it's obvious he's getting older. Um, still a, still a really great player. There's like Absolutely. no no hate on him at all. Oh um, no. But but we need speed, and I think that's what Seattle's going for. You know, we we've heard they're going to yeah. switch that three four. Um, really going with that four linebacker look. You're going to have Jordan Brooks in the middle along with uh, their news linebacker from L.A., the, the Chargers. Uh, not sure how to say his first name, but Nwosu. Apparently a very yeah, right. a very fast linebacker who's going to be able to play with Brooks there. And, of course, who knows what we do in the draft as well. We, we did have some draft capital. I'm sure we'll trade back out of nine uh, to pick up even more. Um, right. Unless Evan Neal's there, and then we can talk about that in a later date. <laughs> but uh, we'll... Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah. yeah. This this draft kind of sets up for uh, Schneider to drop down, but yeah. like you said, if Neil's sitting there at nine, I don't drop. No, no, especially with uh, not resigning Dwayne Brown. I mean, you got to yeah. protect even Drew Locke or Jacob Eason at this point. So they got to protect somebody. Yeah. Exactly, and like like I said, we will. You know, obviously the draft isn't until the twenty eighth, and and who knows what's going to happen at that point. There's going to be plenty of mock drafts coming out, and uh, of course, once we get closer, we'll talk about that as well. Um, but uh, to kind of turn the turn the tides yeah. here, let's uh, let's start talking about the Mariners and Amen. The, the big news: uh, Julio Rodriguez obviously did make the opening day roster. Going to be playing center field. And with that said, I do have a trivia question for you regarding Uh-oh. a former Mariner center fielder, Franklin Gutierrez. Oh, fly so, trap! Yeah, so a fun one. Uh, Seattle fan favorite there for a while. Made some great plays in the outfield. Um, so here's here's the one I was able to find today regarding Uh-oh. Franklin Gutierrez. How many players okay. were involved in the trade that brought Gutierrez to the Mariners? It was some ridiculous number. It was. Was it was that a three team deal? It was. <laughs> I'm gonna say eleven. Wow, you were very close. It was 12. So ah. the Mariners sent Jeremy Reed, JJ Putz, and Sean Green to New York. Luis, oh, Putz. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like that trade. Luis <laughs> Valbuena went to Cleveland. Cleveland sent Gutierrez to Seattle. The New York Mets sent Andy Chavez and Aaron Hellman to Seattle. And then uh, four minor leaguers that uh, could not find the names of, so they obviously didn't turn into anything. 
So, but I, oh I thought that God. was kind of a, a fun question today Yeah, um, because, you know, like we said, we're, we have kind of that new center fielder coming in this year. Yes. Um, but I would like to kind of talk about this opening day roster, at least the projected mm-hmm. right now. Um, there's some, I'm not a huge fan of some of the moves that, you know, what's projected. Um, but we'll, we'll go, we'll talk about that, but let's, uh, let's just start with starting pitching because we know what that starting five is going to be. Yeah. Uh, obviously, AL Cy Young winner from last year, Robbie Ray did get the, is did get the nod for the opening day start. Um, Logan Gilbert, Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flexen, Flexen, and then a rookie, and I think the number nine like prospect in our our farm system right now, Matt Brash. Um, so, so obviously, the big news is going to be Robbie Ray signing the Cy Young winner. Um, you know, looking at that starting rotation, how do you feel about it going into the year? You know, I love the Robbie Ray pickup, mm-hmm. um, and he has done nothing to prove us wrong that he was the right man for this job. I mean, he has taken it over. I mean, when you come out of, you know, when you come out of the very first day of spring training and you're throwing 95. Yeah. And he was serious about it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, I'm not ramping up. I'm ready to play. He's going to lead this team through that active. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, Logan Gilbert, I think, is going to have a breakout season, uh, especially with the secondary pitches. I mean, he yeah. finally, you know, he had that taste last year of being yeah. the rookie. He kind of, he he fell back on what he was known for, which was the, the power pitcher. And he found out that doesn't last long in the major leagues. Yeah, exactly. People start catching up to you. So good for him for going out. Good for the Mariners to really work with him and give him a plan this offseason to work on those secondary pitches. I think he's going to be devastating. Then you got Marco. Wow. Okay, we're going. Uh, what we got? Left, right, left, right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Correct. Uh, Marco is the bulldog. He's going to give you innings. I'm a little. I don't know about Marco. I, I'm hoping that he pulls himself out of this spring training. I know he he's yeah, been he's winning, had a rough but, spring, but he hasn't. I don't know. There's just something. I'm hoping he turns the corner and maybe uh, Rob uh, Rob can give him some pointers there. Uh, Flexen, I, he was kind of the breakout Mariner for me last year. Yeah. Uh, didn't know what we were going to get with him coming over from, uh, the Pacific coast league there, but, uh, fantastic. I mean, he's a, he's another bulldogger just goes out, does his job, gives you a good six innings every time. Love it. Uh, and brash it's time for the homegrown guys finally to start paying dividends for the Mariners. And and when you look at what we got behind him, I mean, yeah. heck, it could have been Brasher Kirby. Mm-hmm. They were neck and neck. And then what we got coming up the ranks, I think we're fine. I don't think we're going to be hurting at all for pitching this year. Uh, even with Justice Sheffield going to be the long relief man, obviously, yeah. but he can give you a spot start once in a while. And I think that the pressure's off of him. Um, I think he was carrying a little bit of that, I have to be the ace and yeah. I don't think he, he ever got his head totally tr- straight. But to be honest, I think he'll be okay. Uh, the pressure's off. But I love our starting five. I think it's probably the most solid five. Uh, and I think they can go long into the season. Yeah, will there be a couple couple hiccups along the way with mm-hmm. maybe some injuries? Absolutely. But, hey, we got these guys to fill in. And uh, what a shout-out to both uh, Kirby and uh, uh, Brash. You know, the Mariners before that, everybody was thinking the Mariners were going to pick up another pitcher somewhere. Yeah. And kudos to those guys for saying, no, 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 no. There's nothing out there that's better than what you already have in the system. 
So kudos to those guys for showing up. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I definitely agree. Like like you said, I mean, Robbie Ray came in and became a leader right away, day one yeah. of spring training, um, doing everything he did to like show up. I think the cool thing with Logan Gilbert, like you said, really working on those secondary pitches is he did uh, meet up with Jacob deGrom, arguably the greatest, yeah. or the best pitcher in the league when he's healthy, uh, has one of the nastiest like off-speed pitches, you know, with that slider. So, I mean, oh, yeah. getting Logan Gilbert to work with him this offseason, uh, it – you would think it only pay dividends uh, going forward in the okay. year. Uh, in turn for Marco, like you said, it's been a rough spring, and I almost feel like if we could get him in that mindset of like Jamie Moyer, where yes. you're just yeah. a location pitcher, like you don't need to overpower anybody. Make that make sure your sinker breaks, your circle change breaks. You have a four seam just to have it, but like just lo- locate that pitch because at least from what I've seen this spring, is uh like I think Tom Murphy's been his main catcher so far. Yeah. Um, He'll, he'll set up like low and away on that two strike count. We miss the pitch. It's up high and it gets belted out of the park. Belted out of the park. So yeah. that's kind of the big thing. I think with Marco is just getting that, getting his location dialed in. And, and I mean, it's spring, you always work on things, but it's just, it's, it's been a consistent thing o- over this spring training. And I yeah. mean, like flexing, like you said, just do your six innings every time. We're fine. Do what you did last year. Go like 13 yeah. and seven. Uh, don't expect anything more than that. And then, yeah, Matt Brash, like him and him and George Kirby, like it was fun to watch these two go in spring training. Yeah. I think I think the big thing, though, for Brash is he did have 30 extra innings last year um, compared to Kirby at 67. Um, so it did probably give him a little bit of advantage. But that last start he had with his slider and curveball. Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, not 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 too nervous with him. No, I feel very confident <laughs> with him being being a number five starter. Like he, yeah. he could, he realistically, he could at least probably be a three right now in, in some rotations Oh, absolutely! Um, throughout absolutely. the league. So yeah, definitely the best starting five. I think we've had in a very long time. Uh, definitely excited to, to see Robbie go out on, on Thursday and, and see what he does. You know, hopefully we keep that strikeout leading pitch repertoire uh, going yes. on, against the twins on Thursday. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see a familiar face in Carlos Correa over there now, but uh God, what a what a fun starting five! Absolutely. Uh, uh, in terms of the bullpen, you know, obviously Ken well, Giles. And, and you know, you had yeah. you had mentioned that uh, Robbie Ray's getting the start, but it was it was really neat to see how the pitching actually lined up. So Marco gets to yeah, he gets the, the home, home start opener, which you know satisfied both of them. Yeah, nobody hurt feeling they get nope. it, and hey, awesome! Uh, Marco is going to be on over the moon for that game. Yeah, that I I think it's a sold out game, uh, especially coming off that hype from the last like that last homestand last year. Uh, and just, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the added pieces here in just a minute. But oh, yeah. I think a lot of like the Seattle fans have continued that like excitement for the Mariners. And they're definitely going to show up on, on day one um, for that home opener, uh, I believe, on the 15th, um, which yeah. we'll talk about. But uh, bullpen wise, uh, it's pretty much we're running it back. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we added Sergio Romo, um, to the bullpen. Unfortunately, Ken Giles is going to be out, uh, for a little bit again. Um, and then the big loss is going to be Casey Sadler, uh, with that shoulder injury. Um, I know he had surgery on it. I don't know if, I don't think it was Tommy John. I think it was just shoulder issues, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, it, like you said, Justice Sheffield, probably going to be the, the long relief guy who, if we need that spot start, we'll jump in there. So we're, we're looking at probably two lefties, uh, uh, 10 righties right now. Um, but I mean, as long as the bullpen just does what they did last year, uh, no issues at all. 
Yeah. No, no, we're fine. Just, just do what you do. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the one, two of Drew Steckenrider and Paul, Paul Seawald, Paul Sewell, like if we can nice. get, if we can get to the eighth and ninth with those two, like I not worried. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have a pretty, you know, as long as our starters can give us a good six innings, it's shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can, we can play short games because we got the back end of the bullpen that, that'll shut down games. So, yep. you know, if a team, if they, the opposition hasn't scored runs by the fifth inning, too bad. Probably looking okay. Yeah. Probably doing all so. right. I think so. Uh, so this hey, kind of, and Munoz. Yeah. He's love. coming back throwing 99, 98. Yeah. He likes to do 101. Yeah. You know, just, yeah, we'll just see. So we got some fireballers, but mm-hmm. they all have some secondary pitches that we haven't had as far as, a, you know, a rotation like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's set up. No, no issues at all with the bullpen. Uh, yeah. Very, very happy with that. Uh, this kind of, you know, at least for the pitching wise on the, on this team, it's pretty chalked. Like it, everyone probably agrees yeah. on, on what we're doing there. Um, catcher is kind of where it starts to get interesting. The idea is that they're going to bring in three, um, to start the year with Cal Raleigh, Tom Murphy, Luis Torrens. Uh, at first I, I wasn't, I I really only wanted two. um, probably being Tom Murphy and Luis Torrens. I think Cal needs to get everyday playing time down in Tacoma for at least a little bit longer. Um, with Tom Murphy going to be that starting catcher. Um, and then with the way Torrens is hit in spring training, he's in like four thirty seven couple home runs ridiculous so i'm kind of torn on on having three uh especially with what they did with uh billy hamilton today designating him down to the minor leagues i thought for sure he would be uh up as you know that speedster guy off the bench who can play great defense and outfield um but three catchers especially when you probably have we can talk about but the designated hitter position is probably most likely going to be taken up by one of the four outfielders they're going to take with us to start um I mean, just where do you really fit these guys in for playing time? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's nice, that's a great well, question, right? Nice problem to have. Yeah, know, exactly, exactly. But I think Cal is probably going to go to be up for the year, for the month, right? I mean, I would think so, especially when we drop yeah. back down to uh, 26. I believe that ends yeah. or starts in May. You know, we got the extra month because of the shortened spring. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, see what he can do. I know that he was primarily a Robbie Ray's pitcher during spring training. Okay. Uh, so, I, I don't know if that was kind of part of it to kind of ease into the season. Uh, but, yeah, what a, what, a, what a nice problem to have, having, you know, multiple catchers that we could probably play off of. So, um, yeah. Tom Murphy, obviously the defensive specialist mm-hmm. of the group. And then Torrance will be the, the, the hitter. Cal has a chance to do both at some point. So yeah, I mean, I think that's kind I of think the, you're right. Yeah, kind of the good thing, like you said. I mean, he's still he's still young. Um, yeah, I just really think he needs to get those everyday at bats, everyday uh, catching position. I mean, his yeah. defense is there. I think he had like a, a nine ninety seven feeling percentage last year, but I mean, only about three hundred innings where Tom Murphy was up around seven hundred, uh, and he yeah. was at about ninety nine percent. Um, so like you said, Tom Murphy's probably the the defensive catcher of the group, but um, it just I uh, I don't I know. know I I don't like <laughs> three catchers on a roster. No, uh, I mean that's that's gone back to my playing days back in like little league to to now. It's just when I'm building my dynasties, I only keep two catchers on on the roster. I don't keep three. Only so. need two. Only yep. need two. 
Yeah. And I mean, Torrens yeah. even like he, he's not the greatest defensive catcher, but he still was like a 93 fielding percentage. So, yeah. um, doesn't have like the arm to gun guys, but he's still a good, he's, you know, he's a viable, you know, get him in every fourth day at catching, give Murphy a break. Right. But it'll be interesting what they do, um, with Cal there. Cause he really does yeah. need to play as he's one of those top prospects. And, and like you said, he has the potential to be a really good defender, which he already is. But as well, jump that jump that offense here that too. Up. Yep, and not be that like Jesus Montero type. We have all this Please. hype, but yeah, I think he does actually. He, I think he can show it. Um, I think he can. Yeah. But uh, moving over to the infield, uh, this is where things start to get interesting with the additions of to yes. the, to this. We have uh, two all stars added to uh, the infield. Uh, Ty France is going to be starting at first. Um, who could probably be a Gold Glover this year. Uh, yes. Should have been last year. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, new addition and all-star Adam Fraser at second. Uh, former Gold Glove winner J.P. Crawford at short. And mm-hmm. 2019 all-star and uh, former 41 home run hitter. And I think the leading home runs in tw- since 2019 in the National League, Eugenio Suarez. Uh, nice job on the name, by the way. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, I I'm really liking this infield. Uh, I know Suarez isn't the best defensive. Hey, have you seen some of the plays he's made during spring training, though? He has. Perry Hill is like, I don't know, get that man more money. Yeah. Keep him in Seattle. Yeah. Whatever we got to do, keep that man. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like the thing is, too, like, you know, you're getting 30 home runs from him. He's done that basically every year in his career. Um, And like I I was watching something the other day that, you know, Cincinnati had him uh, go to shortstop a little bit last year. And it kind of think like that's what kind of screwed him up because as soon as they moved him back to third, all his numbers went back up, fielding percentage went back up. Um, I don't know you're going to get that same defense as, as you know Kyle Seager had uh, being that Gold Glove winner. And granted, he did fall off a little bit in the last few years, um, but like I said, you know you're going to get that defensive power bat, which is what they needed. You know, 30 exactly. home runs, 90 RBIs from Suarez. Uh, can't I, I'm not upset with that trade. I know some people were for some reason because of the contract, but like. Who, who cares? There's no salary cap in baseball. Like that's right. Yeah. And then obviously, obviously JP really turned into like kind of that face of the Mariner franchise last year, you know, when, when they had that run towards the end of the oh, year. Um, and he's clutch. He shows yeah, up. He does. You know, every single, every single game. And, and again, he's another guy that Perry Hill got to work with and became a gold glover. Yeah. So what, what Adam Frazier now gets to work with Perry Hill. Holy cow. What? I mean, we're going to have such a study yeah. infield. Yeah. I mean, even Eugenio is going to pick up and he, he's already talked to Perry Hill and he's loving it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was the right attitude from that standpoint of, Hey, we got a, a, a all-star that's wanting to learn even more. So yeah, no complaints. Right attitude. Yeah, exactly. No complaints. Came this in just defense. Yeah. Came in excited to be here. Like, I think sometimes you can get, uh, you know, guys coming in through trades that, especially Suarez and, and Winker, to his point too. It's like they were Reds their whole career. Like I think right. at least Winker was drafted, uh, and mm-hmm. then Suarez I believe was too. Um, but to just see, you know, well, we'll get to Winker a little bit, but um, just how excited they both like they were obviously sad, you know, that that was their team, um, but just like both came in like wanting to learn, excited to be here, like seemed to gel really well in the locker room. Um, I mean, you can't ask for anything more than that from, from those two guys. Uh, no, and, and they were in the way that they both mentioned that they're excited to, uh, w- play for a winner. Yeah. Like what? 
<laughs> oh, huh. Yeah. And then I went, oh, that's right. They were in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Look at the fire sale Cincinnati had. Yep. So, yeah, after they figured out they were getting out of town and they looked around and went, woohoo, glad to be a Mariner. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll go to the right side there. Uh, Fraser hit 308 last year on base machine, uh, all star. Um, I know we tried to trade for him like during the trade deadline last yeah. year. Uh, big upgrade over you know a shed long to be honest. Uh, right. I'm. I can't even. I'm just excited he's here. Uh, getting he'll yeah. probably I, and we'll do this too here. Kind of guess what our expected uh, batting order is going to be. Um, but he just gets on base, hits for average. You're not going to get many home runs, but you know he's going to get at least drives up the gap, single, double. Uh, no complaints there. And then, then obviously Ty France, uh, breakout year last year, moving over to first played great defense there hit, I think like 18 home runs, 288 average. Like there's really nothing to complain about with this infield right now. No, nothing. No. As long as we got Perry Hill, we're in fine shape. He can take anybody. And I mean, Ty France was not known as the great defensive, no. you know, infielder, but he almost turns into a gold glover last year under Perry Hill. Mm -hmm. So could we see a gold glove out of him this year? Probably. Yeah. I'm I mean, not surprising. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And, and unfortunately for Evan White, he was yeah. Wally pipped. He was Wally pipped. And yeah, I, yeah, I poor guy. Yeah. I, I feel for him. I really mm -hmm. do. Uh, but yeah, he got Wally pipped and I doubt we will ever see him play for the Mariners. Yeah, I mean, not at this point. Uh, at least for him, at least he made some money. Signed that six-year yeah, deal right absolutely. before France goes off and, yeah. and turns into the first baseman of the future. Like, And, and then, you yeah. know, who knows? Maybe with Evan White, it turns into a Mike Zanino situation where right kind of changes scenery. And I think that happened with J.P. Crawford, too, you know, once he left Philly and right. came here. Um, you know, I I remember watching Evan White and, and Everett uh, at least a couple times, I, I think, with you as well. Like, it'd be nice to yeah. just see him succeed and, and – you know, he, Absolutely. with, with all the hype that came up with him. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, unfortunate situation. I think he got hurt as well this spring. So it really just, yeah, he did. He didn't yeah. have a, a good situation this year. <laughs> he just, no. But, um, yeah. So here's, here's the interesting one. Uh, going to the outfield <laughs> right now, you're, you're going to bring four. Um, obviously yep. Jesse Winker is probably going to be your, your primary DH and against right-handed pitching, uh, yep. Jared Kelnick over in left field. Julio Rodriguez, who's the the big star of, of spring, hit like 417, three home runs, multiple doubles, great plays out in the outfield. Uh, you know, everyone's excited to see him. You know, my my Julio autograph card just came in. Uh, the oh, announcement nice. that he uh, that he made the big league roster. So uh, great time for that to show up. No uh, and then obviously Mitch Hanniger, who had about 39 home runs. And, uh, you know, he's on a seven and a half million dollar deal out and right. Um yeah, heck, yeah, he can do okay over there. Yeah, like that. Perfect. Fine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, okay. Fine. But, you want to stick around? Yeah, we'll sign. Okay. But uh, here's the interesting thing. Right now, it's pretty chalked. Like, you know, you know what you're getting with the outfield. Uh, Julio's played really good defense, at least in spring. Kelnick, at least he's fast. Um, he's. I yeah. think he still has to, some work to do, but I think moving over to left will give him some help there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hanniger again, kind I think he's better defender than Kelnick, but he's, he's not, you know, he's not each your own right field. Like, let's just be honest. Right. Um, but the interesting thing is here once probably around may Kyle Lewis is going to be fully healthy. Uh, so now you're going to have five outfielders on the roster. 
Like I obviously someone's going to get sent down or traded. Um, I mean, if you're in Jerry Depoto's shoes right now, let's say, you know, Winker's doing his thing. He's up to 10 home runs, sitting 280. Like, looks like he did in Cincinnati yeah. last year. Julio's, you know, maybe he's hitting like 240, 235, a couple home runs, but he's played really good fielding. Mitch Hanniger, same, he's just doing his thing. And then then Kelnick, you know, let's, he's probably, based on spring, he's, he's let's say he's going to hit around 220, a couple home runs. Yeah. Uh, and let, like Kyle Lewis, fully healthy. And let's just project he returns to his rookie of the year year. Uh, what do you do? Boy, does it look <laughs> like Winker is the odd man out? I didn't even think about that, but I, I don't know. Cause like Kelnick's had a hard time hitting pitching in, in the major leagues. Like there, right. there's no, like he, he definitely got better towards the end of the year after they sent oh, him yeah. back to Tacoma you know, calmed him down. He didn't, didn't, it didn't seem like he had that ego where he was like, Oh, I'm the number right. one prospect. Like I have, to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I, I, I like having nice. that left at bat, that left-handed power bat though. That's the thing. Absolutely. Like if Kilnick shows up and he's, his power is all of a sudden there, then I would agree. Like Jesse Winker is going to be that odd man out. Cause he's not yeah. a great defender. Um, and I mean, T-Mobile is definitely, it's, it's a pitcher's park, but that outfield is big. It's, big. um, you have to cover ground and, and he's uh, not the fastest guy and he's had, he's only had yeah. two seasons over a hundred games played. Right. Um, so I would, I would probably agree with you. I think Winker as, would be as weird as it sounds. Yeah. I mean, we have Hanniger for one year on the deal. So, yeah. I mean, he, he, and he, you know. He could look really attractive at the trade deadline to some team, but it uh, is, he is the oldest outfielder right now. He is, yeah. And Winker so, does have another year of, of uh, team control. So that's kind of probably be yeah, Winker or Hanniger. Yeah, probably one of them. I'm thinking uh, because you know Julio has only proven everybody right yeah. when they give him a challenge. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll go out and do that. Yeah. So I, you know, if he catches fire, I mean, could he be a thirty thirty guy? Oh yeah, easily. So you know, or forty forty. I mean, I don't know where this the, the ceiling no one, is. So no high one knows. Yeah. Uh, and and the cool thing, and I just thought I thought of this the other day, uh, was Julio's number is forty four. Yep. Well, that's only twenty twenty numbers higher than Griffey at twenty four. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hey, also I, a also a number of another very good center fielder, Mike Cameron. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mike so, Cameron obviously not Griffey, but I mean he. But, he was really good in his time too, especially that 2001, 2002 years. Oh yeah. Four I mean, home run game, robbing he, home runs all left and right. Yeah. We didn't lose defense out there. With no, Cameron, so, no. Uh, and I, you know, and it's neat to see Julio who actually, you know, has come up through the organization and actually knew about Seattle. That's why yeah. he chose us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, talk about a homegrown guy from yeah. the Dominican Republic. I mean, this guy is going to go off. I'm yeah. sorry. He's, we haven't seen a talent like him for a long no. time. I mean, Mike Trout. Maybe. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe he just turns it on. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's, he is that guy. The The one comparison that I actually really liked was that, I think it was uh, MLB Network, maybe Vaskersian, one of the one of the MLB Network yeah. guys was basically, uh, Julio Rodriguez is a combination of Fernando Tatis and Juan Soto. If he can oh, turn, if he can turn into a mixture of those two guys, uh, next coming a Griffey, and I know that's early, but 
I mean, he, he's done nothing but perform in spring. He's, right. he, he's lived up to everything that the Mariners have thrown at him. I mean, he played really well in the, the Olympics for the Dominican Republic. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's 21, but he continues to, like, not be scared of the challenges given to him. No. Well, and, you know, coming from out here in Kentucky and stuff, uh, I'm actually wearing a lot of my Mariners gear and all of my, you know, Seattle gear out here. And people genuinely, you know, kind of have a good thing to say about the Mariners right now. They're all on board. They're hoping that we have a good season and they all know who Julio is. Yeah. So from that kind of perspective, from a national viewpoint, people are kind of keyed in on the Mariners right now. Uh, they are ta- they are being paid attention to right now, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, back home, you kind of wonder, you know, back in Seattle, is anybody paying attention? Yeah. Uh, right now, Seattle Mariners have gotten a buzz and they're starting to get it from a national viewpoint now. I mean, when I have people actually talking to me and saying names of Mariners players to me, that tells me that they and they're not from Seattle. Yeah, exactly. That there's there's some excitement about that team. Uh, so it's kind of fun to see. You know, unlike some of the other sports teams we got. But. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. We'll we'll save that for a for another time. another edition. Yeah. But yeah, I. But yeah, just on the the viewpoint from back here, people are excited. They are really excited for our team. So I'm mm-hmm. proud to wear the Seattle Seattle Mariners stuff right now. Uh, we may be the the bumbling losers of the uh, MLB, but <laughs> we got a shot. So maybe we can become the Cubbies and win a World Series. Gosh, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, it would be. All right. So I, I got to ask you this and, and we'll kind of probably maybe fill this out yeah. together, but I would love to just set what you think uh, opening day lineup is going to look like. I think we've had a, a couple ideas here through spring of what, you know, at least mm-hmm. service likes and what, what he thinks. But, um, you know, as of right now, at least I'm going to have Murphy as the starting catcher um, for opening day. Yeah. Just the, just the proven, proven guy right now. Um, I go with you on that one. Yeah. We'll start. But uh, all right, leading off, who who do you have? I I could go either way, but I'm going to go ahead and put Adam at uh, leading off. Adam Fraser. Adam Fraser. Yeah, that's that's what I think too, um, and, and we'll, I'll kind of explain uh, a little bit more why I like that. But uh, yeah, Adam Fraser, lead off, on base guy, hits for average. Uh, batting second, who do you like there? Well, it could go a couple different ways. Um, and the weird thing is, I'm actually going to maybe go out of rotation a little bit as far as who we would put in there. But I'm going to put Ty France in it, number two. I actually have the same uh, answer. I was going to well, have okay, Ty then. France there as I well. Yeah, uh, I actually really like him as a uh, um, like that second guy in the order. Uh it's definitely not like the leadoff guy. There's not going to say that, but uh, yeah, I, I too, um, I actually really like for no real reason, but I mean, he, you know, he hit for 288, 18 home runs. Like he's a solid hitter. Like I have no reason no, not no, no, to, no. to not put him at two, especially with yeah. the, with the added uh, guys that we did add. Um, he doesn't have the pressure of being like that. That has to be the three, the four guy. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it is good to note Joe Ryan is a right-handed pitcher, so that might help uh, set this that lineup a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I did have Ty France at two as well. Uh, number three. Number three. Uh, hmm. Now we're starting to get kind of crazy here. At three, I'm probably... 
I'm not going to pull the trigger yet. I'm going to put Hanniger at three. Hanniger at three, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this so we were two for two so far. Uh, this is where I'm going to differ a little bit. Um, I actually w- would want to have Jesse Winker at three. Oh, okay. um, just just to go with that left, right, left uh, lineup, you know, um, and because of the success that he does have uh, against right handed pitching, that yeah. that's kind of why I, I would like Winker at three. But I mean, you also can't go wrong with Hanniger. Uh, guy's right. done it his whole career. Um, so I, I can't really argue just my personal right. opinion. I like yeah. to have that that back and forth of left, right, left. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number four. Who'd you put here? Julio. You're going to put Julio Rodriguez at four. The man has, has hit every single challenge put in front of him. Okay. I mean, I'm going to put him there. See what he does. See if he can perform. I think he's got the mental makeup to do it. I really do. I think he's, if somebody says, yeah, you can't be a four. He'll go, I'll prove I'll prove you wrong. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put him in at four. All right. I, I, I mean, I, I definitely can appreciate the thinking. Just just seeing if he can do it. Uh, right. Here's here's where I would put Hanniger though. Um, okay. That, put him yeah, under Winker. That way, you know, if Fraser gets on, you got three guys back to back to back right. uh, who can at least hit him in. Um, and, and even when France gets on, you have two more guys right after him who can actually right. get him in as well. Uh, number five, who would you have? This is where I would put Winker. You'd put Winker here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to put him down any farther, but yeah, right at about five. Okay, that and that's actually where I would go ahead and put Julio. Um, yeah, give him and give him a couple batters to see what you know. For instance, Joe Ryan's pitching on a on Thursday. Give him a yeah. couple batters, see what he's throwing, what his breaking speed or breaking pitches look like, um, but still have the opportunity to drive guys in if needed. Um, all right, number six, we do have Suarez, Kelnick, Tom Murphy, and J.P. Crawford left. Uh, I'm going to put Eugenio in here. Okay. Yep. I agree with you. That's where I would have him as, as well. Uh, sitting at number six. Yep. Um, yeah, I can't argue at all with because I have the same spot. <laughs> I mean, you, if you can get Go figure, like yeah. if you can get 30 home runs from your number six batter, uh, yeah, you're doing okay. You're doing yeah. just fine. Uh, so here we'll, we'll go number seven. Uh, you got Kelnick Crawford and Tom Murphy. I'm going to put Kelnick here. Yep. Yep, same thing. I think it's it, it's not too far down, but it keeps them out of. And then, uh, you know, if you get some movement up in the front there, getting some stuff, he might be able to piggyback off of that in the seven hole. Yep, yep. I And then he can also be that leadoff guy in the top of the third, uh, right. b- top six, top nine, or bottoms, whichever, you know, home yeah. or away. Um, yep, no issues there. Uh, Tom Murphy and J.P. Crawford. Yep. Just like that? <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Yep. Uh, same. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, exact. Yeah. Exact same. I would yeah. 100% agree. Keep JP at nine. You know, he, yep. he can be that spark plug if it gets to two outs. He'll get on base. And then you're back to Adam Fraser, who's going to hit. Hi, France will yep. drive him in. Winker or Hanniger is going to drive. Like, it could just turn into a uh, rotation there with, with this lineup. Oh, Finally. Yeah. Get on the merry go round. Just let him go. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, looking at like this lineup, I mean, I, I wrote it down. Um, so I'm kind of seeing, you know, the differences we had and really it, we basically have all the hitters in the same, like in the same couple grouping, um, right. just, just mixing it up. I think, you know, I have a little more left, right, left, 
um, and you have a little more right, right, right. But um, I think nobody would argue either lineup. It's not like we put no. Jesse Winker at leadoff, Suarez at not like it was. It's <laughs> Suarez like, is your number three. Yeah, yeah like there, there's. I don't think anyone would have issues with that. And obviously, it's just it's fun to look at this lineup. I mean, oh, you got yeah. guys that hit for average, guys that hit for power. We have some speed on the base paths. I. Yeah, it's going to be a fun it's year. It's going to be a fun year. It really yeah. is. I mean, when you look at, you know, okay, put them in there, Dodgers. Yeah. All the money they got. You know, it, it it is World Series or bust for the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I would hate to see them not make it with that kind of a lineup. Uh, but, you know, you get some young guys that don't know any better. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go play the Dodgers in the World Series. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. And it'd be nice to stay on the West Coast. Absolutely. Let's not have to go travel to, for a fun fact, for fun, Miami Marlins. Uh, yeah. Going down there like every couple days, like, ugh. So. No. And no. I honestly, it, it's going to sound ridiculously bullish and probably a little arrogant, but I like our starting rotation if we were to play the Dodgers. I actually would I feel kind of comfortable with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is so weird to say, especially just like coming off a couple of years, like World Series exactly. talks against the Dodgers. Like, what what are we doing right now? What are we doing? But, this is the first show. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. This, well, this podcast going off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> At least we have hot takes here. Uh, That's so. right. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're we not afraid. We're not in Seattle. We can get away with it. Yeah. And then we'll get all the Dodger fans and they'll, they'll trash us, but it's fine. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, at least we got them in the World Series. Yep. At least we, yeah. It's not like we chose the Braves again, or we went with, right. uh, you know, a rival in the Giants or Rockies. Like we chose the Dodgers. Like nothing wrong Dodgers. with that. Yeah. But uh, w- with that said, I mean that that's kind of all I got for for this episode. Uh, the next one, you know, opening day will have happened, so we'll be able to right. talk about how the game actually went, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, but to, to wrap up, do you got anything you wanna you wanna say before we close this close the episode? You know, I just want to say uh, thanks for finally uh, getting this thing started. I know we've talked about doing yeah. a podcast for so long, uh, and just the opportunity to get this maiden voyage started. Mm-hmm. Boy, does that sound like Dave Niehaus. Right? Yeah. Oh, welcome to the maiden voyage of the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Um, uh, which I remember that game. It was Danny K threw out the first pitch uh, to 50 people, and it was great. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I grew up in Seattle that had no major sports teams Yeah, back in the day. Uh, kind of like what Louisville is today. Oh, I yeah. mean, we had our, our minor league sports, mm-hmm. but we didn't have anything. I mean, we had the Sonics. That yeah. was it. And um, not until 74, we got the Sounders. And no, they weren't even the, the professional team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was the North American Soccer League. And, yeah. Hey, let's, you know, but um, the kingdom would sell out for soccer. Mm-hmm. that's how starved uh, up in Seattle they were. So then when we got, you know, Mariners, Seahawks, we were looking good. So, uh, but yeah, it's just exciting to finally be able to talk Mariners baseball and actually have some hope after yeah. 20 years, you know, we had 2001 and that was our swan song. And yep. uh, I'm, I'm excited. I really think that uh, Scott service and uh, uh, Jerry DePoto have put together a, fantastic run. Um, I will say Jerry DePoto has been very transparent as a general manager of his plan. He's stuck to the plan and 
God bless them. It's, it seems to be he's finally got it to where, you know, they said five-year plan. Yep. Here we are. Make it happen. Yeah. So, and Scott Service has done a fantastic job. Uh, coming up second last year in the mm-hmm. coach of the year. Uh, I think manager of the year is pro- if they do get to the playoffs, oh, if he is not his. manager yeah. of the year, I would be like, okay, there's something wrong with the M- MLB. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's just excitement. And it's it's exciting to see from other teams around here and other people and just getting to go to games here, you know, in Cleveland, or, yeah. uh, Minnesota, Kansas City, those types of places to see the Mariners. Uh, and you see those fans, mm-hmm. they're everywhere. And I bet you you're going to see a lot more coming up. So, you know, I'm just excited for this opportunity. Besides that, I get to hang out with you, uh, yeah. you know, a couple times throughout the uh, week. And uh, just talking sports is awesome, so. Yeah. I mean, there, I don't think there's a better way to wrap that up. I mean, like you said, it, it, I mean, it was the first episode. It it went by super fast. It was a lot of fun. And I can't uh, believe that we went through an hour. Yeah. I really can't. I can't either. Uh, but yeah, you know, obviously thank you for being here and doing this with me as well. Like, uh, it'll be nice. I mean, especially just with, uh, whatever happens happens, but, uh, I'm looking forward to continuing this and and just seeing where this thing goes. And, And obviously we'll be having a lot of a lot of talk here coming up soon oh, with the, yeah. you know, MLB first month, NFL draft coming up. The, uh, well, obviously the Kraken will not be in the playoffs, but uh, eh. kind of seeing uh, what hey, they might do. Sounders with CONCACAF. And, yep. uh, you know, they got that, uh, uh, be interesting to see how they do against uh, New York. Come on, let's yep. do it. Yeah, plenty of, plenty of teams to continue to talk about and cover. And, uh, you know, we'll, We'll, uh, we'll continue to be here and talk about it. So, uh, everybody, thank you for watching. We really appreciate it. You can find us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, um, kind of all your major social platforms. All of our handles are in our video. If you're listening, they'll be in the description, so go ahead and check those out. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for Episode 1 of uh, Anchors Away, and uh, we'll be back uh, later on this week. Absolutely. It sounds like fun, and uh, hey, nothing like opening day. <laughs>